and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Adam Chalk, and I am here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events, and some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello and welcome to the NXT Vengeance Day review. I am Adam Chalk and I hope you're all well. I'm really interested to find out what everyone's views of NXT Vengeance Day was. I've been sort of singing the praises occasionally of NXT 2.0 over the past sort of 18 months because it's sort of mental is probably the best way of putting it but I I really thought this show was quite good not everything was perfect and there were um, little bits that just wasn't for me but I, for most of it, I thought it was pretty good. Um, but let's get into it, shall we? I will just quickly mention the opening that uh, they had Charlotte Flair in for. I thought that looked pretty good as well. Kind of makes it feel a little bit bigger than it it was, I suppose. And then. We had our first match, which was Wes Lee defending the NXT North American title against Dijak. Uh, Dijak wanted Wes to lay down for him at the start of the match, so Wes sort of pretends to do it and then instead kicks Dijak in the head. Uh, Lee sends him to the outside and dives off the apron, but Dijak catches him and delivers a Death Valley driver on the floor. In the ring, he does his huge beal thing across the the ring and throws Lee to the floor. Wesley comes back though with kicks and German suplexes. Uh, he's sort of been teasing all match. He delivers a backdrop then on the apron and then a mad cartwheel and dive to the outside. Back in the ring, the champ pulls off a poison runner and a falcon arrow type move for a two count. Dijak though fought back, delivered high justice. To Wesley, but somehow he kicks out at two. So Dijak locks him in a chicken wing, but eventually Wesley gets to the ropes. Uh, he then counters a GTS attempt and a high justice attempt. He hits a running knee, but Dijak fires back with a big boot. A super kick and a lariat got Dijak a two count. He then dragged a lifeless Wesley to the corner and went to powerbomb him off the second rope but Lee turned it into a hurricane runner of sorts Uh, he then hit his top rope spinning splash thing which was a really good near fall that got two they again fight on the outside and Dijak sits Wesley in a chair like an office chair traps him in there with like a broom um and heads to the top rope to deliver a moonsault from the top rope. 
But this is when Tony D'Angelo and Stax came in and pushed Wes to safety. They took the moonsault, though. Um, Wesley gets back in the ring. Dijak goes for a springboard something. But he gets super kicked out of the air. Wesley did that awesome handspring Pele kick, which not only won in the match, but broke the finger of Dijak as well, I think. I think it's this point. Uh, that looked disgusting, by the way. I've, I've said it. It broke his finger, actually. It, it's not a broken finger somehow. Um, I'm guessing a dislocation. But whatever. It looked gross. Uh, but this match was really great stuff, I thought. Felt levels above the way they built to this match in NXT. Um, felt levels above anything that we've had in NXT for, what, two, two and a half years at minimum. I think if Wesley was a foot taller, he would be on the main roster already because he's just a special talent. This is also the best that Dijak's looked since he left NXT the first time around. A really great start to the show, I thought. If this is how Dijak performs week in, week out, then he's back on the main roster in no time, I think. We didn't have the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships on the line as Caden Carter and Katana Chance took on Kiana James and Fallon Henley. Caden uh, Carter was just frustrating Kiana James early on by flirting with Brooks Jensen, who's at ringside alongside Josh Briggs. Uh, but Henley and James soon took control of the match and singled out Katana Chance. Uh, she came back, though. There was some nice teamwork by the champions. Kiana James nearly won the match with a nice spine buster. Uh, credit to Katana Chance as well, who carried on the match despite looking like she'd gotten hurt at some point. Carter hit a nice jumping cutter to the floor. That looked cool. Uh, top rope Hurricane Runner by Chance looked to have won it, but it only got a two count. And the finish came when Fallon Henley rolled up Caden Carter. And behind the referee's back, Kiana James held her legs down and we have new tag team champions. Although this was far from being perfect, I still thought they did a pretty good job with this. Uh, I also quite like the story of James and Henley slowly working out how to be a team together. Um, yeah, not bad at all. I thought... Katana Chance had a pretty good night. Um, she looked much better than she has for a long time. Yeah, not bad at all, this match. Apollo Crews versus Camilo Hayes was our next match in a two out of three fours match. This one had a very slow start until both men throw hard slaps at each other. A little later, Crews drop kicked Hayes out of the air and delivered. A slam in the corner. He also did a catching German suplex and a standing moonsault off the apron. Hayes comes back and hit a cutter onto the ropes almost, which was quite creative. There's a lot of chatter from Camilla Hayes going on. But then he gets 
German suplexed. Uh, There's an inside outside. <coughs> excuse me. Suplex by Cruz. Uh, that got a two count. Hayes came back and did a running go round face buster thing. And a cutter uh, got two. He then went straight into a cross face and Apollo Cruz taps out for the first four. We then had more Germans uh, from Apollo Cruz. A standing shooting star as well, got him a two count. Uh, there was a fadeaway leg drop from Hayes. Uh, Cruz delivered a running DDT version of a destroyer. That's the only way I can sort of describe that. After both guys go down in a double clothesline, I believe, a trick unties a turnbuckle, but it was Hayes that went crashing into that. Commander Aziz, now Dabo Kato, Dabo Kato, I don't know, showed up at ringside and pulled Trick off the apron. Off the distraction, though, Hayes got the win with a scissor kick from the top rope. After the match, uh, Kato attacked his former friend, Apollo Crews, and left him laying. i got to be honest, I thought this one underwhelmed a fair bit. Nowhere near as good as I thought it would be. And, you know, the attack, or... David Cato was barely talked about by the commentators. Nobody explained where he's been. Um, they sort of rushed on past it like it didn't matter. I didn't think they were. Uh, they did very well with this at all. Maybe they were pushed for time or something. I don't think they were, but um, yeah, not great. If you kind of didn't know who he was. That would have been really confusing, I think. And it's not like the commentators were supposed to put over that they didn't know who he was either because they said who he was, said his name. Yeah, not good. I was expecting a lot more out of these two guys. I think Kamala Hayes' future is obviously looking very bright. We'll come to what happened with him later. Up next was the NXT Tag Team Championships. Uh, New Day versus Pretty Deadly versus Chase U versus Gallus. Uh, New Day took it to Pretty Deadly early on in, in this, and there was a spot where Woods threw them to the outside, and Wilson ends up on the shoulders of Elton Prince, and Kofi delivered a baseball slide to take both of them out, and Thea Hale screams at them, and they sort of bump for that. Duke uh, tags himself in and he he and Chase double team Elton Prince uh, Gallus come into the match and they chop Wilson who shouts for everyone to stop chopping him which is quite hilarious to be honest um, pretty deadly then get on top when they single out Xavier Woods Kofi got a hot tag and took out everyone he does a boom drop on to the two Pretty Deadly Lads and I think it was Mark Coffey. He hits SOS on Prince, but Wilson just breaks up the pin. 
Everyone comes in and hits something big at this point. Woods gets a blind tag and New Day hit an assisted foot stomp. But everyone breaks up that pin. Andre Chase sends Kofi off the top rope onto everyone on the outside. And then he suplexes Kit Wilson to the floor. Uh, Gallus go to put Andre Chase through the announce table, but Duke Hudson saves him. Uh, pretty deadly, then sort of put the desk back together. Back in the ring, Hudson gets on a roll and takes out pretty deadly. Gallus, though, drags him out to the outside and put him through the announce table. Andre Chai, uh, Andre Chase, I'll get it right in a minute, fights them off. Uh, he delivers the chase you kicks to a great reaction in his hometown. A high cross body gets him a two count. He then locks in the figure four onto Mark Coffey, but Wolfgang dives in with a swanton bomb to break it up. Uh, they drop Chase with their finisher. But Chase kicks out at two. Kofi comes back in and takes out Gallus. And tries to dive out onto Pretty Deadly. But they catch him and they hit spilt milk on the floor. Woods goes for an elbow drop on Mark Coffey. But Wolfgang catches him and they hit their finisher again. This time to Woods. And win the match. This is really entertaining if I'm honest, but definitely the wrong team won it. I just don't get what Shawn Michaels sees in Gallus personally. I think there are better personalities in this match that could have won those titles. Um, but pretty deadly. They were great in this match. For me, they're a main roster act ready to go. Should be up there. Um, their characters are perfect for a bit of fun on that main roster. Chase U were great as well, as was Fear Hale in their corner, who always manages to get herself over. I think she's got a bright future. I don't really think the New Day experiment has necessarily worked to help anyone sort of get over whilst they've been in NXT. Maybe pretty deadly a little bit, but I'm not convinced that the New Day had a big hand in that. So it's best to get the belts back off them and get them back on the main roster where they belong. But enjoyable match. Next up was the NXT Women's Championship on the line as Roxanne Perez Face JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. Uh, Toxic Attraction worked together right from the start to make it more of a handicap match. <coughs> uh, JC landed a big boot. Perez keeps fighting back though, and she takes them both down with a drop kick and a springboard arm drag thing, followed by a suicide dive to Gigi Dolan. JC Jane though goes for a flip dive off the apron, but Perez moves and she connects with Dolan instead. Uh, Perez then delivered a standing moonsault. Jane comes back with a neck breaker and some chops. Uh, Gigi 
pulls her out of the ring and demands her to work with her. Uh, she then pulls Jane in the way of a baseball slide from Perez. She throws Perez around ringside. Um, but Gigi then gets pulled out by JC Jane. They then start going at it and attempt roll-ups on each other. Perez comes back in and takes them both out. A Russian leg sweep DDT combo from the champion. Jane came back again and cannonballed on both opponents in the corner. A running knee almost got her the win as well. Uh, Gigi Dolan broke up that pin. Jane and Dolan again go at it. Perez goes for a roll-ups uh, but can't quite get the win. Dolan hits a sort of perfect plex. Uh, JC Jane breaks that up. All three women are then on their knees fighting. Uh, it was in a spot where toxic attraction members had a pin on Perez at the same time, but she kicked out at two. Dolan and Jane again start working together and they pull out a table from under the ring. Roxanne Perez again fights back though and hits pump rocks on the floor to Gigi Dolan. Uh, Gigi falls through the table a little bit later on off the apron and Roxanne Perez hits pump rocks on JC Jane from the top rope to win the match. I kind of feel sorry for Roxanne Perez in this one because she is so much better than this. Uh, this was not good at all. And it wasn't her fault, I don't think. Uh, Jane and Dolan did all the things that make them really hard to watch for me, like screaming all the way through it and those off-putting facial expressions, especially Gigi Dolan. I just did not like this at all. At least Roxanne Perez retained her title. That's kind of the best I can sort of say. <clears throat> um, the Toxic Attraction girls, I don't know, they were close to being called up not that long ago. I think that's pretty much off the table now. Will it ever come back? I, I just can't see it. I can't see how either of them will ever be ready for that main roster push. Roxanne Perez could go up tomorrow and be a massive success. Main event time, and it was Bron Breaker versus Grayson Waller for the NXT Championship inside of Steel Cage. Uh, Waller came out first, and as Breaker's getting in the cage... He smashed him with the cage door. Um, Breaker then gets the better of Waller on the outside as they fight around ringside. He tosses Waller in the ring and then slams the door on him. Uh, slams the door closed. Breaker smashes Waller with a Steiner line and a suplex after walking around the ring with him up in position. Followed by a standing moonsault. Uh, Waller sort of fakes trying to escape the cage and then jumps back down and delivers a DDT for a two count. He mocks the bark of Breaker. Uh, Breaker comes back with a belly to belly, uh, shoulder blocks and a diving bulldog. He sets up for a spear, 
But Waller tries to roll away, but finds himself trapped between the cage and the ropes. Uh, Bronn goes for his spear, but Waller moves and he goes crashing into the cage wall. <clears throat> Waller goes for the pin, but only gets a two count. Waller throws hard strikes and throws Breaker into the cage as well. He then hit a beautiful float over and prettier thing for a two. Uh, Breaker then hit a top rope Hurricane Rana out of nowhere for two. Waller hits a high knee and a top rope elbow. That also gets a two. He then ties Breaker up in the ropes and he sort of attacks him. He smashes him with a drop kick and a spear. But Breaker gets himself free of the ropes. Launches Waller into the cage multiple times. He sets up for a spear, but Waller leapfrogged and low blowed Breaker. Uh, he hit a version of his finisher, but, but Breaker again kicks out. Waller then heads to the top of the cage, but Breaker stops him and suplexes him off the top. Uh, Breaker then hit a spear, but instead of pinning him, wanted to hurt him a little bit more. And then just destroys him with a massive spear to win the match. This wasn't bad at all. But I think I was expecting a little bit more than we got. I don't know. I think maybe WWE need to stop doing cage matches until they bring back blood. Because they just don't feel realistic to me. Uh, the cage just seems in the way, really. They did sort of use it a little bit more. But, yeah. not. I don't know what I was expecting, but I don't think this was it. I don't know where Grayson Waller goes from here now. But I would love to see him on the main roster as this exact character um not sure he will though for a minute but at the end of the show Carmelo Hayes came out and stared down Bron Breaker uh, that seems to be the main event of Stand and Deliver set but they have quite a long way to go until then what is it two months pretty much isn't it seems a long time for a story to go on in NXT so we'll we'll see what happens with that but yeah as I said I thought this is a pretty decent show when you bear in mind it's meant to be just developmental now seems a little better than that a lot of people still have a long way to go but a lot of them show progress I think <clears throat> but that is your NXT Vengeance Day review. And as always, you can tell us what you thought of the show through our Tusk Talks Wrestling Facebook page. Follow me on Twitter. I am at AdamChalk8 on there. I'll be back tomorrow with a Raw review. There is also SmackDown and AW Rampage reviews out from earlier today. But until the Raw review, I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next time.